I don't know why we still use that intro. What's up, everybody? Welcome to, or welcome back to, uh, TBN. It's called TBN now. It used to be called a bunch of other things, but now it's TBN. Just moving forward, welcome to TBN. What we do on TBN here is uh, we, we kind of unpack some news as it relates to the world of vaping. What we do, vaping, uh, tobacco, tobacco control, uh, cigarettes, harm reduction, nicotine, and the such as. That's what we talk about. I am your libertarian freedom love and host, Grim Green, now joined by my far left uh, fact checker, Danielle Jones. Oh, yeah. Woo! Socialism for all, bitches. Woo! Medicare for all. Woo! Welcome, Danielle. How are you doing? How's your week? Oh, it's good. I was, I'm making a lot of soap products. Just soaping it up. Just uh, no. My Instagram is soapy. lit with soap and lotion, you guys. I just imagine that your house smells really good. Oh, it does. Yeah, Trust me. That's My the... husband will walk in and be like, peppermint? You know? <laughs> peppermint? Yesterday it was something called night violet. <laughs> Last night week it was violet. oatmeal, milk, and honey. It's great. It smells amazing. You want to smell like night violet? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome. Soap. Love soap. Love a good smell and soapy house. Uh, my week was, ah, like normal. I feel like weeks are just weeks now. Just one after the other, one after the other. Like last week, uh, yeah, we streamed and we did the vlog and then I shot reviews and then it was Monday yeah. again and now we're here. So that... Yeah. <laughs> I just break my weeks up by scent. Like... Yeah. <laughs> Last week was night violet. This week, nothing else happens. The rest is normal, yeah, but scents are is, different. Yeah. See, that's a good, that's still, that's still a date marker. Well, welcome, you guys. I appreciate you being here. We're going to talk about news. We're going to talk about advocacy. We're going to defend our right to access a less harmful alternative than cigarettes. We're going to, what's my favorite thing? Discredit the myth making machine. Man, that's one of my favorite things. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, World Health Organization. Yeah, you know, this is the this is the conversation we were having shortly before the stream. Is like the World Health Organization is great for a lot of stuff, and then oh, yeah. and then there's things like tobacco control recommendations where you just go, what age are you living in? They have this really archaic uh, prohibitionist stance on everything. It's not uh, realistic. It drives me insane. Not to mention Tedros, the, the head of the World Health Organization. Not, not such a great guy. Not, not, not really the greatest guy. If you, uh, I mean, I'm not going to air all his dirty laundry out here on the internet, but you can easily uh, Google around and, and see what uh, he's done in the past, like when he was the health minister of uh, Ethiopia, covered up a cholera outbreak. Yeah, that, that happened. That's just a thing that happened. Recorded history, and now he's the head of the World Health Organization. So fantastic. We're going to talk about the World Health Organization a little bit. A little bit of news out of California. I got a Reason article uh, about flavor bands that I am dying to read. It's just fantastic. We do have a new head of the CDC that I wanted to chat about a little bit. And then uh, if we have time, uh, our good friend, uh, you know, I don't know, I'm trying to be sarcastic, uh, ally of the vape industry, Mike Bloomberg. Um, well, he might have broken some some laws. He might have broken some international laws and some U.S. laws by giving a lot of money to the uh, FDA in the Philippines. 
Don't worry. There's things happening, and we're going to read all about it. But uh, welcome, you guys. I guess the first thing I want to say is the usual suspects of links is going to be down in the description. These are just a cluster of links that I really, really like, and I feel like they're really, really important. They include things like Kassaw, uh the Canadian Vaping Association, the Cochrane Library. It includes the uh, the U.S. Vape Consumer Survey, the eSig Intelligence U.S. Vape Consumer Survey. Yeah. Dan- and how long is that going for, Danielle Jones? It's it's still going on. They're trying to hit a certain number of responses, and okay. they haven't gotten there yet. So you guys, truly, seriously, if you have not filled out the survey yet, please take like 10 minutes to do it because they're good. still trying to hit this like magic number of, yep. of responses, and we're not there yet. So please, please, if you've already done it, tell any vaping friends, put it in your Facebook groups. Yeah. Like we need more responses. Share pretty it, please. Share it, share it and share it frequently. You know, it's one of those things where uh, even on, on social media, everything's just, you know, whizzing by your eyes. It's like, what did you even see? It's just a picture. Nope. Go keep going. Keep going. What's it, you know, keep going. And it'll just whiz right by someone and they might not even see it. So po- post it a bunch. I mean, don't spam it, but you have to post things consistently and you know that's just the way that social media is we have short attention spans and and news just kind of flashes by us and it happens all the time you know and people will ask me oh when are you releasing that rta and i'm like oh it came out like a month ago (laughs) (laughs) you know oh i didn't Uh see any news it's like well i mean i tried to spam it everywhere i could but even that like some people missed it so be, be a little bit relentless uh, with this eSig Intelligence U.S. Consumer Vape Survey. So I'll have a, a cluster of links down there that I highly suggest everybody check out. They, they change a little bit from time to time, but for the most part, they remain like my usual suspects cluster of really good advocacy and information links. And those are all going to be down in the description down there as well. Um, I guess real quickly, there was some news I feel like we've talked about this already, but maybe we haven't. California, California's flavor, uh, California's ban on flavored tobacco sales blocked as a referendum qualifies for the ballot. So this was basically what it says. Uh, California collected signatures uh, to, for people against the California flavor ban. And the Mm -hmm. idea was if you can get enough signatures, which it's a lot of signatures, how many signatures was it? It's like over half a million. Half a oh yeah, it was six hundred thousand something like yeah. that signatures. Mm-hmm. So if if we could get six hundred thousand signatures, then there's no flavor ban, and then the flavor ban gets moved to a ballot initiative that the people of California get to vote on. Right. And I have a lot of I have high hopes for this because even just the signatures. California tries to have a flavor ban, 600,000 people in the state go, no, we don't want that. That right there is a show of numbers. And I think that right there should be enough for lawmakers to like take pot, maybe just a second. Maybe I'm being too optimistic with lawmakers, right? Maybe. I, unfortunately, right? yeah. I mean, there. to be fair, there are ballot initiatives that get enough signatures, but don't get you know the votes right because right, right. there's a lot more than 600,000 people sure in sure. the state of California so yeah it's still it's a good show of like something yeah but they're still gonna you know we still need the entire state to vote on it yes so. we do need the whole That'll state be, uh fall of 2022 yeah 2022 so two more years of no tomorrow next year 2022 yeah 
this is 2021 now. So oh, so one fall. more year. Okay. Yeah. I'm like still, oh, a year and a half. -ish. I'm still living in 2020, I guess. I know. I know. We I all are, right? Yes. Sacramento, California, a law banning the sale of flavored tobacco products was placed on hold Friday after state officials said a referendum by the tobacco industry qualified for the November 2022 ballot. This was a referendum by the tobacco industry, correct? They're not wrong I mean, there. They, they, no, they're not wrong. They they did the funding for it. They yeah. did the funding for it. How much funding? I mean, is this a huge chunk of change to have a signature, you know, like a signatory thing out there? I don't have exact numbers for you, okay. but it is not cheap. Yeah, that I'm, I do know that. I believe it is millions of dollars yes. is my understanding for signature stuff. I don't have exact stuff, but it, it's not a cheap thing. It's a sad day for California when the money of big tobacco is able to delay the inevitable. Wow. <laughs> delay the inevitable. It's like, look, we're going to ban these anyway. right here. I know. Why would... Governor Senator Jerry Hill is a jerk. It's a sad day for California when the money of big tobacco is able to delay the inevitable while continuing to addict and kill more Californians, said former state Senator Jerry Hill. Jerry Hill is no fan of vaping. Jerry Hill has been a bane of my existence in California for years and years and years. Jerry Hill has been trying to ban vaping in California since like, 2013 2014 he was really early on in fact i remember jerry hill in 2014 talking about um nicotine poisonings like this was the mm. discussion was, i think that was before my time even, california yeah. needs to ban vaping because of potential nicotine poisonings because nicotine poisonings went up you know, markedly up in, in a single year. And uh, Jerry Hill introduced legislation that never made it all the way through. But he's been trying forever. He hates vaping. <laughs> hates vaping. He's not alone. No, he's not alone. In California, it's like, what politician? I haven't seen a politician with the exception of uh, the guy that got arrested. What was his name? Oh, God. Hunter. Was his name Hunter. Wasn't it something hunt? Hunter. Huntsman? Huntsman? Hunts was it? Huntsman. I feel like it was something. There was he Hunt was in there the somewhere, vaping I think. congressman. Yeah, what yeah, was yeah. His I name? Know he, like, went to jail, right? Yeah. <laughs> the guy that went to jail. I think it was, like, Huntsman or Hunt something. Duncan Hunter. There, Hunter. There we go. Okay, there he I had is. It Duncan Hunter. He's the first, like, California politician I've ever seen that was, like, in favor of vaping. So this is a thing. It's in place. This is hopefully, I mean, this is qualifying for a ballot yes. initiative for 2022. This effectively s delays the flavor ban one other full year. Of course, the flavor ban was signed by Gavin Newsom, who right. we're all big fans of Gavin Newsom here in California. It's great. I love it when he tells me that I can't go to restaurants and then he goes to a restaurant. That's my favorite. Well, now thing. we're opened back up. Did you hear about this? I saw that. We're back to the tiered system now. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm getting whiplash from all the, of these systems that we're in. It's uh, it's heartbreaking, especially for California businesses. I don't know. I don't want to go on a COVID lockdown rant. I hate that I there's... See, I, I'm so neutral on it because I, I understand both sides of it, and I don't anti. know what the right answer is. I just don't know what the right answer is. The, the right answer is for... Uh, not hypocrisy across the board. You can't tell a restaurant owner 
that you have to close and then you can open, but you have to retrofit your restaurant with outdoor dining. So they spend all this money on outdoor dining and then shut them down again, only to have another, you know, uh, peep, some other company move in and then have outdoor dining that's allowed, but you're not allowed. There's there's these weird double standards for yeah, that is, people I don't agree with that. and yeah. it, it makes me insane and I hate it and there's no consistency and Gavin Newsom like telling everybody that we're on a lockdown state and not to go out and not to hang out with your friends and don't go to dining and don't do this and then like a week later he's in a restaurant with a bunch of strangers that yeah hypocrisy no masks has no defense oh no. come on Gavin practice what you preach people like practice what I understand you, you know the things that he says and like, I mean, I do those things. Like I don't go out. I don't do things. Mm -hmm. I don't, you know, mm -hmm. and I understand why I still try to support my local businesses. We yeah. still like get carry out food and I'm still trying to like, you know, help, but I'm also like not seeing people. So I understand, you know, but if you need to do it also, like don't tell people not to do something and then go out and do it. Like come the, what, have you ever heard of a cell phone camera? Like, uh, yeah. stop like, it. Like, I know, this is all easily. You think you're gonna get away with this in 2021? <laughs> nope. Like, come on, bro. You're not, you're definitely not. Oh, thank you, Addy Tooney, for throwing that link in the chat for the Netherlands. Ethra, I'll get that link into the into this description down below because there is a proposed flavor ban in the Netherlands as well. Just completely out of the blue. The Netherlands has been fine with vaping, but suddenly it's like, oh, now we're going to have a flavor ban, nationwide flavor ban. Spectacular. So we get another year of flavors in California. I guess, I mean, I don't know exactly how that works. Can vape shops be open in California? We well, can... that's a whole other can of worms, yeah. right? That's COVID stuff, and I don't even pretend to understand that. <laughs> like, I think I can go get my eyebrows waxed now, so I'm going to yes. try that. I think weekend. I can get a haircut soon. So, well, my husband, he's like, yeah. I need a haircut. <laughs> or I might just not. I might just go just full Gandalf and just ponytail. long. What yeah. if you just gotta yeah, do it? I know, right? I feel like it would. I would feel distinguished with a gray ponytail. I mean, I'm. Is know, distinguished I'm the right word I'm looking for? Yeah, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> for sure. I don't know if yeah. that's the right word I'm looking for there. So okay, yeah, uh, that's what's happening in California. I'll throw a link down in the description to the Los Angeles Times where you can read about it and then get mad at the end because there's a quote from uh, from Matt Myers talking about how uh, this is a battle between the people of California and big tobacco over the health, lives, and future of our kids. Over the health, lives, and future of our kids. Yep always the kids and always the kids matt myers it's always the kids with you so moving on from that uh oh yeah i wanted to mention this too azim chowdhury posted out this tweet about uh tomorrow wednesday uh okay again can i can 27 I, can i put this on the screen right there hell yeah i can uh this is uh yeah the, tomorrow the 27th uh an overview of the pact act uh, and describe what this change in the law will mean for the future of online or delivery sales of e-cigarettes. It's a webinar, and uh, you, you can sign up and be a part of this webinar. I think Dan our very own Danielle Jones signed up to be part of this yeah, webinar. Yeah, I did, and it's it's geared towards businesses, you guys. Mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm sure anybody can attend, but this is really supposed to be a thing sort of advising or interpreting or something trying to kind of help out the businesses for like what you're going to need to do and what does this mean and how is this being interpreted and stuff like that. So I'm interested to see what they have to say. Yeah. Um, 
So I, I signed up for it. It's free as far as I'm aware. Nobody's asked me for a credit card for anything. Well, so everything's on. Yeah. And this is, uh, yeah, I think this will be really, really good for business owners just because I would like to watch this and I'm not a business owner. If I had a stake, like if I had a shop or an online store, uh, I would a hundred percent be into watching this. In fact, there's another one too that maybe is a little bit more geared toward consumers. Um, there's an e-liquid company in Michigan, Mr. E-liquid, and they're still around. Um, I mean, against all odds in Michigan, they're still around, but they have a YouTube where they, the owners basically of Mr. E-Liquid kind of broke down in about 12 minutes what the PACT Act means uh -huh. for like se like retail shops and wholesaling and uh -huh. some of the old practices that used to happen, like getting liquids from other shops and things like this aren't right. allowed anymore. And there's it's a real kind of sticky surface to navigate well yeah the pack um, deck controls everything all everything of so that they can track and keep track of everything like yeah. they do with cigarettes to make sure you don't have it being sold illegally and yeah. all this it's it's crazy bureaucracy basically crazy crazy bureaucracy but i'll post a link down in the description to that youtube video as well for from uh, mr e-liquid talking about the the vape mail ban the pact act it's just a lot of stuff to deal with. Um, this was a really good video, I thought, and I'll uh, I'll just throw it I'll just throw it down there in the uh, in the description. Um, huh? What else? Let's talk about. We have a new uh, we have a new director of the CDC. You guys, new director, new new year, new administration, new director. So it's kind of just page one. Right, we don't know where this is going to go, what's going to happen, but she has been on Twitter, uh, and I wanted to share this. She she tweeted this on Twitter. Now, here's one thing that I think is weird too: the CDC director Twitter account doesn't follow the CDC director when they leave. Right, and so this new CDC director, it's just her name and picture on this old account. Right, and that is really bizarre to me because if you go back to tweets like from a year ago it looks like this she doctor is yeah. tweeting this thing when she did not so how does that work for fact checking or journalism if you go back if someone's doing uh, some expose on Ivali and they go back to the CDC director's Twitter and they go CDC director during Ivali you said this she goes no that wasn't me it's like well it's right here on Twitter now what I I guess you have to be a smart enough journalist to know you need to look at the date and then make sure which CDC director it was. I know. I feel like that's just asking for confusion, though. I feel I like mean, that is just welcoming confusion. Yeah, I can see it on multiple fronts. Like, they have a couple options, right? You could make a new account every time, but that's, sure. like, then how do people find it and, like, all the things. And then, or I think what some people sometimes do is like delete all previous traits, tweets, right. but that, then see, is that like, like that technically either. destroying yeah, I feel like, like that is, you know? Yeah. So it's like, what do you, what do you do? Like Twitter should give them a special account where yeah. you can like have the name so and like picture from like certain time periods. You know what I mean? Like it should be a fancy account, not a normal people account <laughs> where you can track that shit. Fancy like, account. That's just, fancy. that's, that's what we need is, is classism on Twitter. You have a better account, Twitter account than I do. We should all well, have the same Twitter account, you far left socialist. 
Damn it. Wait, Wait shouldn't tears? I be arguing that? And exactly. You arguing? <laughs> yeah, see? <laughs> None of this makes sense, you guys. None of this makes any sense, except we do have a new CDC director. Her name yep. is uh, Rochelle Walensky. And the first tweet that she did as CDC director was this tweet. It says, as CDC.gov director, I promise to work with my colleagues to harness the power of science and confront ongoing public health challenges like COVID-19, mental health, substance use, health disparities, and chronic conditions. And I saw that and I went, power the, harness the power of science. Sounds good. Harness, that sounds great. <laughs> that sounds oh. like... Everything which science, I want. though? Right. Wait, which science, though? Which science, though? The, har the harness the power that? of science. And even if, you, even if you leave that part of the equation out of it, like, who's science? She's not, you know, Stanton Glantz sa science versus, uh, you know, Royal College of Physicians or Public Health England or like, you know. But the fact is she did say she's going to harness the power of science to confront ongoing public health challenges. I thought that was that instantly made me go, oh, okay, that's not terrible. Her first—it's a good thing for the yeah. director of the CDC to say. Yeah, right? right. I feel like I mean it's very, just a big blanket statement. There's no real specifics or anything. But at least her first tweet wasn't as CDC director. I promise after the COVID nineteen pandemic to laser focus on the youth vaping epidemic. Like that wasn't her first tweet. Yeah, that. <laughs> that would and I'll take terrible. that as a win, right? Right. So there, she she had another tweet here that says, uh, "America and the world are relying on CDC.gov's scientific, fact-based information and leadership. Science is the cornerstone of CDC's work. All public health decisions are based on the highest quality scientific information that is openly and objectively attained." That's a pretty solid tweet. Yeah, that's not that's just. I feel like that's much less lip service and much more like saying, this is how seriously we take science. Right. You know, highest quality scientific information. So I've been trying to exchange some pleasant uh, tweets uh, with CDC director. I, re I replied to that tweet and left her the Cochrane Library thing. And I said, I'm so excited to hear you talk about this. I'm glad CDC uh, is in, you know, going after science like this. You guys are going to love this nicotine vaping science. We can reduce cigarette smoking even further. And I left her the Cochrane study. So I've been trying to like, and, and you know, with that PPI, the Progressive Policy mm -hmm. Institute, like mm -hmm. here, CDC director, here's another thing. See how pleasant I'm being? Look at this science. Welcome, CDC director. Because I don't want to just instantly have that like vapor knee-jerk reaction of like oh i bet you're just as corrupt as you know yeah, yeah msa no, blood no. money you know <laughs> you can't take that approach I'm, always I'm so sorry i know that's a lot of vapors and i love you guys dearly you and i made the msa always. video but you have to know your audience yeah. and who you're talking to yeah. and you also have to read the room a yeah. little bit right like msa blood money isn't for all conversations you no. know no, read the room, you and, know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You read the room and, and it's different between like, if I'm like, if I'm talking to Dwayne or Kent and I say right. fucking MSA blood money, then that's different than, hey, C you know, hey, yeah. Gavin Newsom, CDC, yeah. you know, MSA blood money and 
So I'm trying to be reasonable because I feel yep. like she's a reasonable person. She's a doctor. She's talking about how this is the cornerstone of CDC science and high quality scientific information. And I'm thinking there's not much more high quality than the Cochrane Library. And I feel like as being who she is and now being the director of the CDC, she should be well aware of the Cochrane Library, right? One would hope, yes. Right? She has to be familiar with that. So I don't know. I don't know where this goes, up or down, sideways. I, it's No one can tell right now. I'm just... It's interesting starting with a new, you know, administration, new CDC director. We're going to have a new surgeon general. We're going to have a, maybe a new head of the FDA. Stephen Hahn. I don't know. I don't know. I yeah, haven't heard we'll anything about FDA. I know there's going to be a new head of HHS. Azar's out. Yeah, Azar resigned, right? Azar yeah. resigned. So it's just, it's kind of a mixed bag of like, I'm nervous, but I'm also like, I'm trying to be a little bit optimistic thinking right like hope is there is there any hope yeah here? hope there I have I have hope I have a little I have I have little bits of of hope here and there especially with the new CDC director especially with you know I mean I don't want to give Biden too much credit but his science rhetoric at least that he uses is a little bit more comforting than than the previous administrations that's what I'll say I would, I would tend to agree but with that. But if we're going to go into this direction of science, then I say bring it on because that can only benefit us because there we have literally mountains of it. We have lots of science. We have so much. We have a lot and more, more keeps happening. Mm -hmm. You know, more, more, more keeps happening. Peer-reviewed science, as Rochelle Walensky says, high-quality scientific information. So... New CDC director. If you want to hang out with her on Twitter, I just started following her. You can follow her at uh, CDC director. I feel like if you're in this space and you're, and you're uh, wanting to be an advocate on Twitter and the interwebs, following the CDC director is an excellent decision to make. I-M-O. Mm -hmm. You should get a, you know, a lot of good stuff out of there. So, yeah. New CDC director. Like I said, I'm both optimistic and pessimistic and a little bit worried but also a little bit optimistic and a little bit it's like yeah hope for the best plan for the worst yeah hope for the best plan for the worst right uh, speaking of planning for the worst the world health organization i you know as far as their stance on tobacco control it's just dumb it's just the dumbest thing ever um World Health Organization has never really been on board with vaping, at least no. like in a public. They've never not that I've seen announced or uh, said on Twitter, "Hey, vaping is uh, almost twice as effective as any NRT on the market." They've never said anything like that. They no. did. Do you remember they had some study or paper that they did where they begrudgingly at the bottom of this paper kind of admitted like there is some credibility to the idea that vaping can switch you off of combustible tobacco cigarettes. And it was like buried at the bottom. And they like, it's like, sh it's just a shameful little thing that we don't want <laughs> to no. admit that, but we have to print it, but we're not going to admit it. It's just going to be down here, uh, buried at the bottom, like uh, by their own words that vaping works, you know? But then they go on Twitter and they're like, e-liquid is flammable. Yeah. And you're like, <laughs> I 
you just go, what? What are you talking about, World Health Organization? Who this? Yeah, that's are, are you high? Demonstrably you false. Demonstrably false that e-liquid isn't. And no, you know, like so many people tried, right? There was like the WHO <laughs> challenge where we were like, let's yep. try to light it on fire. Uh, yeah, it's I not doable. I tried everything. I said, well, maybe it needs to be in like vapor form. Maybe the vapor's flammable. Nope, the vapor's not flammable. The liquid's not flammable. Wow. I am shocked that a completely water-soluble liquid isn't flammable. Flammable. What? (laughs) Crazy World Health Organization. And chemistry? Like, yeah, chemistry. What's chemistry? Just skip chemistry class, Dr. Tedros. Tedros can't pronounce your last name, World Health Organization. And it's just a weird place personally, to be in 2021 ragging on certain aspects of the World Health Organization. You know, know. you grow up your whole life. I mean, five years ago, I wouldn't have thought that I would be ranting on a tirade about the World Health Organization. Let alone the CDC. Let alone, I know, CDC, World Health Organization. I didn't think I'd ever be mad at the American Heart Association. No. But here we are. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and I know you've said this in in your... uh, something like once trusted organizations right Mm -hmm. and they still are worthy of some trust it depends on the topic right Right? we were talking about this like when it comes to the who like who do your thing on like polio and you know (laughs) and ebola like go forth yes cure us of these you know go vaccinate the people like do the but Mm, on tobacco, like maybe stop that. Yeah, maybe you stop that. Just lay off the prohibition gas pedal. Just they've just got that thing floored into prohibition land. It's like we were talking about. Like, yes, I sure advise the people of the world um, that smoking is not good for your health mm-hmm. and that it is in their best interest for their health yes. to stop smoking. Advise yes. them of those facts. But do not try to micromanage them. Do not try to control them. And do not try to force them to do anything or control how they go about doing it. Right. All they should care about is that hopefully more people stop smoking because smoking can lead to diseases that lead to death. Yeah. How they do it. Is not your business. Yeah, how okay? how anybody quits smoking is not the World Health Organization's business. The World Health yeah. Organization should just ask, "Oh, did you quit smoking? Oh, you did. Great, great." Hey, yeah, someone. Happy. Oh, you were a smoker. Oh, you quit smoking. How'd you quit? Gum. Great. Super hypnosis. Great. Terrific. Cool. Whatever it is. I'm really like, glad that that worked for you. I quit with vaping, but the one thing that we have in common is we don't smoke anymore. The World Health Organization told us not to do this. <laughs> and and we wanted to do the best thing for our health. Like Yeah. I mean, that's what that's what should be happening, right? Yes. Advise on the facts. Do not try to Period. control the situation. Period. That's it. And I've said the same thing about FDA. I think FDA should only regulate things for the safety of the thing and not the safety of the effects of the thing. Right? These should be regulated for safety. Electrical safety, battery safety, sure, sharp things and stuff like that, and it should be a safe product. But beyond that, what goes in it, uh, I I don't think the FDA, I mean, obviously we want that to be safe, but that's that's where it should end. Right, it should be safe. 
right? Should that's be safe, job. and then Make that's sure it. Make sure the things that are sold are safe. Make sure that they're not safe. snake oil. They're not telling you they're gonna grow you a third eye when they're not going to. <laughs> right. Like, you know, manage that base level stuff. Other than that, that's it. Stay out of my business. Stay out of my business, FDA. Um, so what we're going to read about right now from the World Health Organization is, from what I could tell, this is something that the World Health Organization does every year. This is a report on meetings of expert committees and study groups. And this is put out by the Director General of the World Health Organization. And so, like I said, I think I believe this is something that they do every year. I found these going back to like 1982, 1983, the report uh, meeting of expert committees, yada, yada, so forth. And what it is, it's basically that. It's the report on the meetings of expert committees, and they cover all sorts of health-related topics. So they, they cover things like uh, food and food safety and food additives and drug and drug safety and uh, biological safety and recommendations for this and recommendations for food and recommendations for public health. And then if you get all the way down here on the last page of this report, tobacco product regulation. These are their, their recommendations for tobacco control. I mean, I'm assuming globally, right? Worldwide. World I Health mean, Organization? That makes sense yeah, to that, me. That would make sense. World Health Organization. Now, I don't know if we're going to see a lot of uh, surprises on what the World Health Organization recommends. Main recommendations. The main recommendations to policymakers and other interested parties include, but are not limited to. Yeah. Wait till you see this rabbit hole we're going to go down. The main focus on evidence-based measures to reduce tobacco use as outlined in the WHO Framework Convention on Tobacco Control and seek to avoid being distracted from these actions by the promotion of novel tobacco products such as heated tobacco products. So basically that their first recommendation is to only listen to us. Only listen to us. Use the World Health Organization framework on tobacco control. Use these rules and don't be distracted by these other less harmful things. Focus only on our tobacco control framework. Don't be distracted by harm reduction. Basically what they're saying. To use existing regulations for tobacco products to regulate heated tobacco products, including the device and consider broadening the scope of existing regulations where regulatory loopholes may be exploited by the tobacco industry, including countries in which these tobacco products are not currently legally available. Again, essentially what this is saying, and I'm going to try to do this every time and I might get it wrong, but essentially what I think this is saying is they want you to use the existing World Health Organization framework of tobacco control to regulate things that aren't tobacco. They want to use this framework to regulate vapor products, and they want to use this rigid framework to regulate heated tobacco products. So even though the products change, you should still right. keep using the old still tools. Keep There's using the no old need way. to upgrade nope. any of your knowledge or nope. tools. Even though this is totally different, just keep doing what we've been telling you to do. Just for keep all doing. Years. Yep. And then there, 
And then they talk about including countries in which these tobacco products are not legally available. So this is like preemptive yes. banning. Like they want yeah. to go to, yes, I don't they, know, Turkey, where yeah. vaping isn't legal yet, and pre-ban it so that it can never be allowed there. Or where heat not burn hasn't entered the market right, yet. Right, where heat not yeah. burn hasn't yeah. entered the market yet. They want to preemptively like World Health Organization, no heat not burn, yep. cigarettes are fine, heat not burn, no. Hard, mm -hmm. hard stop. Yeah. Oh, it get it gets better, Cherokee Vapor. It gets better. To apply the most restrictive tobacco control regulations to heated tobacco products, including the device, as appropriate within national laws, taking into account the need for a high level of protection for human health. So basically what this is saying is use the same framework of tobacco control to heated tobacco products, including the device, no matter what the harms are of it, because this is needed to protect human health. Mm -hmm. We need to ban a harm reduction product, apply restrictive tobacco control regulations on a harm reduction product to protect human health. Mm -hmm. Hey, makes sense to me, World Health Organization. <laughs> Other recommendations to prohibit all manufacturers and associated groups from making claims about reduced harm of heated tobacco products compared with other products or portraying heated tobacco products as an appropriate approach for cessation of any tobacco product and ban their use in public spaces unless robust independent evidence emerges to support a change in policy. Whoa. So... Basically, <laughs> basically what they're saying by this is a gag order, right? Don't let any manufacturers yep. make any health claims about harm reduction products at all. Don't mm -hmm. let them compare them to smoking. Don't let people portray these as an appropriate approach for cessation. If you think that your buddy can quit smoking with an ICOS, the World Health Organization says do not give him that ICOS and you don't even get to tell him that it's a reduced harm product. Right. Gag order. That's what that is. Gag order. Dang. World Health Organization knocking them all out of the park. These are all great ideas, by the way. Fantastic no. ideas. <sighs> to ensure that the public is well-informed about the risks associated with the use of tobacco products, including the risks of dual use with conventional cigarettes and other smoked tobacco products, and also their use during pregnancy, to correct false perceptions, counter misinformation, and clarify, clarify that reduced exposure does not necessarily mean reduced harm. Oh. Or... Does reduced exposure always mean reduced harm? I wouldn't say always. I can't think of a time when expo reduced exposure doesn't translate into reduced harm. If you've got something that's extremely deadly, a sure. little bit or a lot is both going to kill you. Okay, sure. The sure. dosage, you know, the dosage Dose can make the, the poison, poison. Yeah. but some poisons are so poisonous that whether sure. you get a little or a lot, you're all going to be dead. So they're not that that is a scientific stance right that not always not you know but in, in this a, in case a lot of situations in most situations 
I would I would say in in a lot, yeah. It, it I can think it's more. Less bad. I think it's more often than not that reduced exposure means reduced harm. I mean, every even like hypothetical I can throw in my head, I'm like, yeah, reduced exposure, reduced harm. I uh, reduce my exposure to the sun. Don't get sunburned. Don't get skin cancer. Reduced harm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I reduce the exposure of my head to the pavement. That's reduced harm. Reduced harm, yeah. A lot of times, yeah. It's not a hundred percent, but a lot. It's of like times. 99% and they're just like no, of none time. of the time. Not, yeah, that's kind of how it's presented, it's isn't wording it? it? Yeah, yeah. That's kind of how it's presented. Unbelievable. What? And yeah, I'm, I know. I'm betting, I'm betting that that's in direct response, right, to the FDA's like MRTP, right. you know, situation yes. with the heat not burn in the United States, right? Because that was what they were granted. It has to I be. I was granted a reduced exposure claim, and you know, tobacco controlled people were like, ah, no. It's but in terrible. that case, in that case, reduced exposure is reduced harm. If you're talking about carcinogens and combustion versus heating. Yeah. That is reduced harm. I mean, I would say yes, you know, especially with something that is like a long term, you know, killer versus right. in short term situations, they're probably right. But in long term situations, yeah, reducing your harm is more than or reducing your exposure is more than likely going to reduce your harm. Like in yes. a lot of situations. In a so lot of situations. They're just preemptively trying to be like, here's why FDA is wrong and doesn't matter. Blech. Right, right. I'm going to leave this up here because I like it, John. Way to try to stop 8 million deaths a year due to smoking, World Health Organization. Yeah. They go on. Uh, rely on independent data to support continuing independent research on the public health impact of heated tobacco products. Sure. Along with critically analyzing and interpreting tobacco industry-funded data including but not limited to research data pertaining to emissions and toxicity of heated tobacco products and associated exposures and effects in users and non-users. So basically what they're saying here is use the empirical data that exists and don't trust industry-funded data, even though... That's a bullshit thing to begin with because the science doesn't change, man. It doesn't change. It doesn't change based on who's funding it. Well, I would assume they're that doing it, it correctly. I would say that it can change right. and does change it based does, on who's based funding, on who's it. funding it. But what they're not taking into the account is there's another it side to this. That. It's not just, oh, it would only be biased if it came from industry. Right. It can also be biased coming from tobacco control yes. or coming from pharma Very. who has their own industry built on the failure of these products. Like they're not there's two sides to this and you're only acknowledging one side. Yep. That's the problem with that argument. Yes, science can be biased based on where the funding. Absolutely. Yeah, yes, it can. It really can. Now, a lot of times real one science could, real right, one could argue that industry funded science a lot of times is more rigorously conducted because they know they're going to be highly scrutinized because it's coming oh, from industry. Yes. So one could now that's not hundred. Nothing is a hundred percent of the time, but a lot of times it can actually be a little bit to a higher standard because they know they're going to get ripped apart. Right. So they cross all the wow. T's, dot all the I's, you know everything. Yeah, that's Again, something not hundred percent of the time, but that makes a lot of sense. Both sides. I, that's There's something. Two sides. I, and I, I that's something I hadn't thought about either. Is yeah, I mean, industry-funded data 
yeah, they know they're going to be scrutinized more. So their chances are simplest, you know, explanation would be that they would be much do their due diligence much further. Wow, that's uh, that's something I really hadn't thought about. That's interesting, real interesting. But the World Health Organization doesn't stop there, Danielle Jones. There's only a few more. To require tobacco manufacturers to disclose all product information. Doesn't seem unreasonable, including product design, chemical profile, question mark, don't know what that is, total nicotine content, sure. Nicotine forms, question mark, don't know what that is. Nicotine forms? It's like salt versus like... You know, freebase. Like, is that what we're talking about? Okay, fine. I get, okay. Toxicity, other findings of product testing and testing methods to appropriate regulatory agencies at least once a year. Any modifications to products should require an updated report. That doesn't seem crazy. uh, As long as it's not wrapped up in the form of a PMTA that costs a bajillion dollars. Right, as long as the cost, yeah, exactly. As long as it's cost effective, for a right. company to stay in business and report to regulatory agencies at least once a year. That's not unreasonable to me. Here, I, I, yeah. Here's where everything gets unreasonable. Mm. To ban all activities related to the commercial marketing of electronic nicotine delivery systems, electronic non-nicotine delivery systems, and heated tobacco products, including social media and through organizations funded by and associated with the tobacco industry. So no marketing anywhere. They're going to police social media. I, th- I mean, these are just recommendations, right? These aren't, yeah, yeah, these yeah. aren't laws. This isn't going to be a law. There's not. No. This isn't guaranteed that they're going to ban commercial marketing. Um, but this, it, this to me seems like just crazy out of touch. Like the World Health Organization has never used social media, doesn't understand how it works, doesn't understand organic growth, doesn't understand, you know, boosted posts, doesn't stand understand Word algorithms, doesn't yeah. understand, you know, it's just no social media. It's like you don't even know what that means, do you? You you don't. When was Not the really. last time he were you were on Snapchat? Tedros. Yeah, right. When was the last time you were on? And it's like Greg Conley posted that thing on Twitter recently about, oh, vape dealers are turning to TikTok to sell to directly to their customers. Right. And I was like, yeah, because there's a demand for it. It's <laughs> how the illicit market works. That's bro. how the illicit market works. Welcome to the illicit market. I I do card people. Mm-hmm. I personally card people. I keep a picture of everybody I've ever sent anything to. I have a picture of your driver's license on my computer. I keep it. So later in the future, when the FDA comes to me and goes, in 2017, did you send a bottle of e-liquid to New York to this person? And I go, yep, here's his driver's license. I checked his ID. Anyway. But yeah, the black market doesn't check IDs. Um don't remember where it was oh yeah marketing yeah commercial marketing sure like commercials on television or radio like paid commercial but then even in 2021 you get into this gray area of sponsored mm-hmm. posts uh right uh, and brand ambassadors random, yeah, yeah brand ambassadors and like you know influencers get so sneaky with sneaking those sponsors into their things that sometimes you don't even it's like i'll see a guy on instagram with the coldest water bottle and i'm like you're definitely sponsored by them 
A hundred percent. But here you are just casually using your coldest water bottle promoting your brand, but it seems really organic because it doesn't feel like an ad. Interesting. Anyway. Uh to prohibit electronic nicotine delivery systems and electronic non-nicotine delivery systems. Why why the non-nicotine delivery systems? What, what the hell even, even is that? It's a, is that to it, prevent like short fills and things like that? Is that what they're trying to do? I think it's I feels like that. It feels like it's meant to I think they just want all of vaping, regardless of if there's nicotine in it. I think this is I think this is the same thing as the FDA saying that zero nicotine e-liquids are still tobacco products. I think that's why they're making this non-nicotine delivery systems. Like, why do, why does the World Health Organization care about a non-nicotine delivery system? I don't, I don't know. I don't get it. That no, that that terminology makes no sense to me. Prohibit. Okay. Prohibit electronic nicotine delivery systems and electronic non-nicotine delivery systems over which the user can control device features and liquid ingredients, i.e. open systems. There it is. The World Health Organization is urging every government worldwide to prohibit open systems where you can control things and you can control the device and you can control your voltage, that's bad for the World Health Organization. You wanna put your own liquid in here? Not allowed. You wanna build a coil? Nope. World Health Organization now is firmly against open systems. That's, this, is the, this is the first time I've ever seen them mention an open system. They always mention e-cigs or pods or I don't know, whatever they use. Oh, it can be disguised as a flash drive. You know? But this is the first time I've heard them mention by name open systems. That's depressing to me. And that shows me that they know what these are. You can't... Or some U.S. influences creeping in. Or some U.S. Yeah, I mean, influences creeping in. Open systems. We're the only ones that call them open systems. I don't know. Scott Gottlieb called them open systems, I guess, a couple mm-hmm. of times. That yeah. is a pretty USA term, though, isn't it? Open systems. I think it's kind of, yeah, USA-centric. Not to say it hasn't, like, you know, moved mm-hmm. around, mm-hmm. but... Mm-hmm. Oh, it gets even better than this. These last two are just spectacular. They they, they go one into the each other. To prohibit... World Health Organization, to prohibit the sale of electronic nicotine delivery systems that have a higher abuse liability than conventional cigarettes, for example, by restricting the emission rate or flux of nicotine, and to prohibit the addition of pharmacologically active substances in jurisdictions where they are legal other than nicotine in electronic nicotine delivery systems. So I could hear your eyes rolling, such as cannabis I was gonna and say. tetrahydrocannabinol to electronic nicotine delivery systems and non and electronic non-nicotine delivery systems. So this is about weed? Like, stay in your lane. <laughs> this is supposed to be about tobacco. Why the no. hell are you talking about weed? I don't know. But they're suggesting that governments around the world ban any electronic nicotine delivery system that has a higher abuse liability. 
For example, by restricting the emission rate or flux of nicotine. That, okay, well, that doesn't really make sense. That, because your nicotine doesn't fluctuate in your device. It's the liquid that you put in it, and then that's what you're vaping. It will, It's though. not like you can, you know, I mean, you can get, more, like, let's say you turn your wattage up, you're going to get a bigger cloud, and that's sure. going to result in sure. more. But the level doesn't change. So emissions, I I, can, mm-hmm. I understand the science behind that statement, mm-hmm. but flux, like, yeah. What are you talking about? Here's like, the thing. This is. Have you ever used one? I'm going to put on my tinfoil hat for a second. And I know a lot of people bring this up. And I know Matt told us not to use this as like an advocacy speaking point. But what possible future product from Bill and Melinda Gates and Bloomberg controls the flux of nicotine? But they said not to allow that, right? No. This is their example of how to do that restricting the emissions rate or flux of nicotine that is custom tailored for a certain product am i wrong or or a category of or a category of products i mean it could be bloomberg it could be other farm i mean you know I agree with Matt. We shouldn't get too crazy. We shouldn't get too crazy. I know, but... It definitely could refer to a category of products, you know, that some pharma companies might be interested in. Yeah. Yes. I mean, that is probably the more rational look at it. When I read that sentence, I instantly went, oh, the hail is going to control your nicotine intake. Right, right. So, I mean, come on. And then lastly... Yeah, uh, prohibit the addition of THC in electronic nicotine delivery systems and electronic non-nicotine delivery systems. What, what are you doing? THC? Mind to Tobacco business. control? Let's just, I mean, that's a weird, that's a weird thing to say about tobacco control is the last thing you mention is THC. That doesn't fit. Like, there is no proven evidence that harms from cigarettes have anything. Like, I don't, I'm not even aware of any, like, proven harms of cannabis, mm. per se. Like, I'm not it's super not aware. Like, obviously, combustion mm-hmm. uh, in any form is not amazing for your, for your body and your lungs. But, like, vaping THC, I'm not aware of any harms that have been documented. So, like, why are you including that in tobacco? Like, what are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing, right? And two, THC doesn't and will never work with an electronic cigarette. No, I mean, some of the hardware may be cross-compatible. The threading, maybe. Right, the the threading, threading. right? But you can't put distillate in a ether RTA. No. No. It just won't work. No. This seems completely arbitrary and superfluous, especially in the context of tobacco control, right? It's like, okay, I'm trying to think of a bad analogy. If the World Health Organization, the World Vehicle Organization, came out with a uh, a guidance that was saying, we need to make it illegal to put diesel in a regular engine. That's... That's basically the same thing. It won't it won't work in there. So why are you making it illegal? THC pretty- won't work in these. So why are you making it? Why are you even jumping on the THC bandwagon? But why are you even talking? About why that? are we even talking about this? 
crazy. So there, there you go. That's, uh, that's the World Health Organization's guidance recommendations for global tobacco control. Seems completely unreasonable. And marijuana. What? <laughs> and marijuana. And, yeah, and apparently THC kind of there just thrown at the end. It's like nobody asked, but the World Health Organization said, no, well, we need to ban THC, people using THC in electronic nicotine delivery systems. And see, I think that's why they included electronic non-nicotine delivery that, systems. Yeah, now that makes more now sense. Now it kind of makes sense. Talking about cannabis. It doesn't even, like, read the room, World Health Organization. Not... Everyone's moving towards legalization and decriminalization. Mm -hmm. Read the room. What are you doing? You sound like you're from 30 years ago. Like, yes. for madness? Is that where you're going next? Like Bennett in the chat, you'll fuck up your device if you put hash on your RDA. <laughs> It'll never hit the same way again. I tried when I first turned 21, completely destroyed my Witofo profile. Yeah. I believe Completely that. will destroy it. Don't do that. These are separate products. There may be some mods that are capable of firing, you know, high enough for a nicotine vape device and also low enough for, you know, an oil-based like sure, cartridge. Yeah. There might be some, but that's a mod and that's, it's not like I have to buy special little mods for my yeah, personally, you do. like I don't really have much overlap and, there. I had one that I could do, you know, multiple things with, yeah, but that I, was pretty much it. I've never had, I mean the threading, I, you know, I buy the little, whatever distillate pens and they'll thread down onto a five ten threading. And that's right. like, that's where the similarities end. Alternatively, you can't take an empty THC like dab cart pen and fill it up with e-liquid. It's not. It's no. also not going to work. No, it's not going to work. It's not going to work either way. Well, good on you, World Health Organization. At least you did your due diligence and went after THC. Man, that's just so weird to me. Anyway, it's I'll post a link uh, down in the description to where you can, uh, if you want to, read... <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the World Health Organization's recommendations uh, for tobacco control. This is something I have bookmarked. So if if you guys ever want it, hit me up. I'll, I'll send it to you. I'll send you this whole PDF. Uh, it's not much, you know. It's not much to read. Um, how much time do we have left? It's four thirty. Four thirty. Okay, we got a little bit of time. I got. I had like two more things that I really wanted to uh, that I really wanted to mention. Um, I guess we'll end with talking about the United Kingdom. Shout out to Vape and Vic in the chat. I see you there, boy. Uh, appreciate you being here. Um, Here's some interesting news that I came across as well from the Philippines. And so I'm kind of like having to, you, you know, uh, with detectives, when they put a, a, like a picture on the wall and then they mm -hmm. tie the red string and then they mm -hmm. tie it to this guy and then this mm -hmm. is connected and then the red string goes over here and you kind of like, you see yeah. the whole picture. Mm -hmm. I've kind of been trying to do that in my head after reading this because I'm taking a lot of what I saw and you don't know nicotine. I'm taking what I see on the world health organization website. I'm taking what I see on the Bloomberg philanthropies website about what they're doing and where they're spending money with the world health organization in countries in certain uh, countries. It's real interesting. <laughs> it's real interesting. And uh, Bloomberg 
uh, donation to the Philippines FDA may have violated U.S. law, says experts. I'm just going to leave this up here and we're going to read this whole thing because, man, I would like it if Bloomberg broke the law. Like, break the, make an example. I appreciate you being here, Vape in Case. I see you there. Bloomberg's donation to the Philippines FDA may have violated U.S. law, says experts. An international public health policy experts called for a deeper investigation into the receipt of funds by the Philippines Food and Drug Administration from the anti-tobacco Bloomberg Foundation to determine whether it violated both Philippine and United States laws. Ha, that just makes me so happy. Dr. Joel Nitzkin, a U.S. physician who was cross-trained in public administration, cited the need to shed light on the filing of a resolution by two Filipino congressmen last month calling for a congressional probe on the Philippines FDA's acceptance of foreign funding from Bloomberg in a possible breach of the 1987 Constitution and several laws. Professor David John Nutt of the Imperial College of London, who chairs Drug Science, said it would, be an interest, it would be interesting to review the Philippines' FDA case to determine whether it violated any U.S. charity regulations, particularly if it illicitly interfered in the governance of another state. So this mm. is like some pretty serious stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want to see Bloomberg go down for this. We need to know how much money has been donated both in dollars and as a percentage of the FDA budget. In addition, we need articulation from both donor and recipient ends as to the intended purpose. Mm-hmm. Intended purpose of this donation. If this is as illicit as it appears to be, the next step would be to charge this in the Philippines, challenge this in the Philippines courts and possibly in the American courts. That's the important part. The intended purpose of this mm-hmm. donation. Why would Bloomberg be giving money, copious amounts of money, to a developing the Philippines FDA country? Why? What does it say on the World Health Organization website? Well, it says that they work with Bloomberg philanthropies to reduce tobacco use in countries like the Philippines, the Philippines, <laughs> Poland, Thailand, Turkey, Ukraine, Vietnam, Pakistan, Mexico, the Philippines. If you want to know what this money was intended for, you just have to go to the World Health Organization site and see that they work with Bloomberg philanthropies to reduce tobacco use. In your country, that's what's happening in the Philippines. Uh, uh, so uh, I'm going to skip this. There's a lot of uh, representatives with Philippine names that I, I'm not going to try to pronounce. Um, but it goes on to say, the call for an inquiry stemmed from the alleged admission by FDA officials during a public hearing on October 28, 2020, for the drafting of general guidelines on the regulation of electronic nicotine delivery systems and heated tobacco products that they received funding from the union and Bloomberg initiative, which are international private groups that advocate against all forms of tobacco products, including e-cigarettes and heated tobacco products. Health policy consultant, Scott Ballin, which I just like his name. I wish my last name was Ballin. 
That's a that is ballin. <laughs> Scott. Scott Ballin. <laughs> That's a that is a baller name. Come on. Okay. Health policy consultant Scott Ballin, who previously worked on US FDA regulations of tobacco, described the issue as troubling as it involves the direct contribution of funding or money to a regulatory agency. This is obviously a real concern. The overriding issue is indeed transparency and the requirements that a regulatory body follow guidelines in ensuring that policy-related decisions are made based on sound science and as part of a transparent regulatory process. If the tobacco industry had done this, there would have been outrage coming from public health entities as we well know. Accepting money without disclosure and which might be an ethical, if not a legal violation, is something else. I don't have or see enough information in the Philippines situation to see if the money was contributed for a specific purpose. That said, the fact that this was done leaves a foul taste in the mouth. Watch out, Bloomberg. Watch out, Bloomberg. So we know where this money came from. We know what this money was being used for. Oh, right? of course. He's not I shy like about that's it. Real transpa- yeah, he's not. He's not. Uh, yeah, you're right. He's not shy about it. He he's not publicly- shy about it, but he just thinks he's immune to these things because he thinks he's on the side, the right side of it. Right, basically. right. Yes. He, he believes he's in the right. Uh, he's like, I'm cool with breaking some quick international laws in order to ban vaping in the Philippines. Um that's what I intended to do. That's what this money was used for. He's broadcast it all over the place. It was yeah. in You Don't Know Nicotine. It's on the World Health Organization website. It's on the Bloomberg Philanthropies website. They just say, yeah, we give a lot of money to tobacco prohibitionists. I mean, not in those exact words, but they cop to it. Right. Who? I would like to see Bloomberg just go down for this. That would be great. Bit more than a slap on the wrist. I feel like, and I like, I like that they said like if this had been tobacco companies doing oh, yeah. this, people would have lost their minds. Yes, it, the it would have the world would have exploded. Are you kidding me? Public health would have been just raging, chomping at yeah. the bit to take down big tobacco. But Bloomberg yeah. does it, and honestly, it just squeaked under the radar. That I had to mm-hmm. track this down from a newspaper in the Philippines to get this information. Yeah, didn't hear anything about it. Not in the United States anyway. But hopefully, fingers crossed, hopefully Bloomberg broke a bunch of international laws and U.S. charity laws. It's like, you know, I don't I don't want the guy to, maybe I want him to go to prison. I just, I don't know, take some of his money away. <laughs> you know, fine him or something. Fine the guy. So that's what's going on with Bloomberg. He might have broken international laws, and I think that's cool. And... I especially think it's cool because all he was trying to do is stop vaping in the Philippines. That's all he was trying to do. And the Philippines has uh, a, you know, a good vaping community there. I mean, there were years uh-huh. years and years where everything high-end mech mods was coming out of the Philippines. It's like if you had yep. a high-end mech, probably came from the Philippines. Yep. You know, same, uh, you know, RDAs and stuff coming out of the Philippines for years, too. It's interesting to see what Bloomberg is going to try to accomplish over there and try to get away with over there. Now, dang, we have more time than I thought. We're going to be right on time. Um, I 
I guess the last thing I wanted to mention here today on Tuesday Bro News, and I appreciate you guys being here. I know there were two super chats uh, <laughs> that I missed during the stream. Baby Doe, glad to see you back here, brother man. Uh, vaping with Vic, now you see why the UK, PHE, and Royal College have been mostly ignoring the World Shill Organization when it comes to e-cigs. Yes. In fact, the, the United Kingdom gives very little money to the World Health Organization. The United States mostly funds the World Health Organization. And then it's like the UK, it's like, eh, we'll pay our dues to be a part of it, but we're not really going to listen to anything that you have to say about tobacco control. And that's the right step to take, United Kingdom. Speaking of the United Kingdom. I guess this is where we're going to land. So uh, Vic's here. He had a video about this. Um, I've seen it uh, on a few different places. Vape Around Magazine has posted about it as well. But there is some... Uh, uh, pardon me. Let me get to the correct tweet here. There we go. Here's the correct tweet. Can you see this? Yeah, there we go. I got one from uh, Dean the Vaping Biker tweeted this at me. And he, uh, one of three. Grim Green, I'm no expert, obviously. However, this bill, and he linked to it, seems to want to remove vaping products from the current regulation, which people seem to be excited about. But it does not specify actions as far as I can see, which would mean greater and more restrictive regulations in an upcoming bill and considerably more confusion for sellers and buyers. Uh, it obviously could mean things get better, but I'm, aware, uh, I'm unaware of any proof in that respect, and we have little track record to assume vaping will be seen more acceptable by the public or government. If anyone knows anything different, I would very much appreciate any links to official documents. But he has the document right there. He doesn't need any other uh, he doesn't need any other links. And what I gathered from reading this reading this link and watching Vic's video is that they are removing vapor products from the tobacco regulations in Europe and the United Kingdom. I believe that's what's happening. TPD no longer covers vapor products, but they're so they removed vaping products from the TPD and there's nothing in place right now that is going to take the place of TPD. I think they're waiting on more. I think they're waiting on new uh, like vape exclusive regulations hmm. like that are just for vaping. Now, is this something they're trying to do or something they've already done? I think this is something that ha that is in it's it's inevitability. It's an inevitable thing. It's like this bill, if it passes, will remove vaping from the tobacco products directive from the TPD regulations, which could be a really really good thing. You could in the UK, you guys could get rid of that two mil tank capacity limit. Um, I don't see them getting rid of the nicotine cap necessarily in the United Kingdom, but that could be a thing. It could be good things. Um, oh, people in chat are saying it's just the UK, not Europe. Okay, it's just the UK, just the UK, not Europe. It's just the UK that's completely deregulated. Wow. Go UK. Damn, that's good. Wow. Uh, I'm really I'm really excited about that, and I think that's kick-ass. Um completely deregulated. I mean, they have to have some regulations in place, right, Richie? They have to have the nicotine cap is still in place. I'm assuming the marketing uh, re regulations are still in place. I'm assuming. Um, 
yeah. So it's just That's the UK, Nick. We left the EU. It's just the UK, Nick. We left the EU. TPD is EU. TRPR is the UK. TRPR is the UK. Okay, so. I don't know how you I don't know how the the British people feel about Brexit but I think that you dodged a bullet with Brexit. I think you dodged a bullet with Brexit because I have some news here building off of this deregulation of the TPD. Yeah, I'll go with you hooked on funk. Let's go to the UK. Actually scrap that. Let's all go to New Zealand. It's way more fun there. We'll hang out with Breeze Tones. I mean, he's in Australia. Anyway, I have some news here um, from Vape Around magazine. And thank you, uh, Vic, for clarifying that, that the UK is a separate uh, EU regulatory, you know, different regulations for the EU than in the UK. I appreciate that because I was terrified for the UK for one hot second because I got this post from... uh, Vape around served to me. Um, leaked European Commission proposal puts vaping under threat. And apparently this is, whoops, this is just for the EU, not for the UK. But it says here, the proposed document was leaked to the press prior to the scheduled launch on February 3rd. Um, oh, whoops, I guess I'll start at the top. According to leaked reports, <laughs> the European Commission are soon to consider a proposal to ban flavors and vaping in public places as part of their beating cancer plan. The proposed document was leaked to the press prior to the scheduled launch on February 3rd. In addition, the European Commission are suspect to increase taxation on all novel tobacco products. To discover more about this breaking news, head over to the link in our bio. You don't need to. It's basically just this Instagram post. We are intrigued to hear your thoughts and let us uh, on this. Let us know what you think in the comments. That phrase, novel tobacco product. This we talked that's a about US this earlier. Yeah, that's a purely U.S. phrase. I've not heard that used anywhere else, anywhere else in the world. But now, maybe. I mean, no, I can't speculate that. Maybe Bloomberg ran into too much uh, pushback in the United Kingdom and just decided to go after the EU and and get together with the European European Commission. Um, This is the first time in Europe I've ever seen the word novel tobacco products used, which is a damn near exclusive United States terminology. This is the first time in Europe I've ever seen the threat of a flavor ban. This is the first time in Europe I've ever seen the threat of excessive taxes coupled with a flavor ban. You, I mean, generally, Europe is pretty on board with vaping. Most everybody in the EU, especially in the UK, but they're very welcoming to vaping. And I don't know what suddenly changed and why now the European Commission is saying, well, nope, we're going to tax novel tobacco products and we're going to have a public flavor ban ban flavors and vaping in public places okay so it's not a public flavor ban it's a flavor ban flavor ban and a ban on vaping in public places as part of their beat cancer plan this is just bizarre to me came out of left field Uh, this is literally news as of like today so i don't know what's going to happen in europe i don't know what's going to happen in the european union um, 
I guess this is something that we just have to keep an eye on. There's like this knee-jerk reaction part of me that wants to go, oh, this is this is Bloomberg or like this is the World Health Organization or something, right? Like what would cause the European Commission to do like this 180? What would cause that? The only thing I can think of is money. Uh, Dire Thing says, Grim Green, the ants have moved on to the next market to wreck. Have they? I feel like they're still hanging out here. I feel like they're still hanging out here in vaping eternally eternally so there you go that's kind of an update i guess as to what's going on in the uk and europe um if you're in the uk and you care about advocacy uh vic who's in the chat today oh train time yeah sorry i'm I'm fact checking and i'm reading an article from eu reporter that's talking about the same thing europe's beating cancer plan yeah the beating it seems so bizarre to me that they would call it the beating cancer plan when they're limiting what people use to stop smoking. It makes no sense to me. I'm sorry, European Commission. That makes no sense to me. Yeah, ban all flavors and beer will taste like water. (laughs) Ultimately, I think the UK is going to be fine because, man, they have that Royal College. They have that, uh, you know, they have that science-based policy that makes a whole lot of sense and i wish we could just get there we've got a little bit of hope i guess new fda or not new fda new cdc commissioner that could be a thing uh now uh okay yeah that's it i don't want to go over i don't want to go i just don't want to go over today so we're going to go ahead and start wrapping this up i'm going to put two ah Two? Sure. I'm going to put two other links down in the description. One of them was going to be a story time with Grim Green. We were going to read uh, from the Reason Foundation. Um, Guy Bentley wrote an amazing piece for the Reason Foundation uh, cataloging all of the failures of the Massachusetts flavored tobacco ban and how Massachusetts is just hemorrhaging money costing them hundreds of millions of dollars while everybody in Massachusetts just crosses state lines to get all of their tobacco products, all of their vaping products. It's a nice little uh, just fuck you to Massachusetts. Look what you did. Look at your unintended consequences of your flavor ban. Here's what's happening. So I'm going to post that link down in the description. And I want to post this link down in the description. Look at this headline. Just real quick. Just look at this headline. What? Doctor's orders, smokers should switch to e-cigarettes. CNBC. This is mainstream news right here. The only problem is it's from 2016. (laughs) I saw that headline and uh, my head exploded because I thought, oh, holy shit. In America, this is a thing. It's happening and doctors are recommending vaping. Doctor's orders switch to e-cigarettes. And then I saw the date on it. I was like, oh, 2016. Okay. Do doctors not feel that way anymore? I would love to... What does this doctor say? Where's the doctor who is quoted in here? I want to hear what he still has to say about vaping. So I'm going to post those two links down in the description just because I think they're interesting reads. Uh, Grim Green, can I have a link to that EU thing? Yeah, sure can. I'll put a link in the description and I'll put a link in the chat uh, right yeah, I know on CNBC as well. And then, you know, that was just that was honestly just an old uh, 
bookmark that I had from ages ago. I have a bookmark on Chrome that's like, you know, 8,000 bookmarks. And sometimes I just go back and see how vaping used to be back in 2016. Yeah, go easy on that keyboard, Danielle Jones. <laughs> I'm laughing at people in chat. Okay, you guys, I have the dopest keyboard on the planet. I paid an uh, amount of money that I don't want to talk about for it. Okay, it's an expensive <laughs> keyboard. If you could see it, it looks like a typewriter, like a, a looks like a typewriter, and it is mechanical and it is clicky as shit. And I love clicky keyboards, dude. So all y'all can just be quiet because. I forgot to mute. I am sorry. I'm trying to be the fact checker, but then I also know I have a loud keyboard. So I'm like, <laughs> I have to mute while it's, I fact check yeah. so that it doesn't like overpower. Click, 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 click. That's okay. I like the clicky sounds of the keyboard. It makes me feel like I'm working in like an office. Exactly. It makes right? me feel like I'm like an investigative journalist. Right. Like dig into the bottom of yeah. it. I'm going to uh, hunt, search for the truth, you know. Um, all right. Well, before we wrap this up, let me ask you, Danielle, are there any like uh, calls to actions right now that we should be doing from CASA? I know that there were some new ones that came out. There was the two um, like North Dakota ones. Yes, there's uh, some North Dakota stuff. Let me just pull up. If anybody's interested, you can always go to the Get Involved State and Local page and see all the calls to action on CASA's website. Yeah. So two out of North Dakota. Mm-hmm. We've got one going on in Kansas. We've got Maryland. We've got Elk Grove, California. Yeah. Those are the most uh, recent ones. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure the Elk Grove, California one has passed. I think that ordinance passed. I don't okay. know about Maryland. I don't know about Kansas. I sent the Kansas one to everybody that I can think of in Kansas that I know. But the North Dakota one is really, really bad. These two bills in North Dakota are a combination vapor tax slash vape mail ban but for yeah, it's all an the, online online sales online sales thing, yeah. ban and a and a gigantic vapor tax in North Dakota, which North Dakota just out of the blue, like, hey, we're gonna fuck up vaping now. After yeah. years of who heard from North Dakota right. ever in the last decade about vaping. We forgot about you, North Dakota. <laughs> yeah, they're doing? just they're just sailing right along. It's like whatever, North Dakota, they're minding their own business and they're just cruising right along, and now it's like, nope. Now we're gonna tax vaping and now we're gonna ban online sales. So there are call to actions for those. Addy Tune, I appreciate you throwing that uh, throwing that in the chat. But I'll have specific links to the calls to actions down in the description below. And I think that's where we're going to end it today. You guys, we had a long show, a lot of news. The only good thing I think I read today was that, that Bloomberg might be illegally sending money to the FDA in the Philippines. And that's the best news I've heard all day. Breaking the law, breaking the law. Breaking the law. I really hope he did. I really hope he broke the law and got caught, gets caught. I I want someone to look into this. I would be so, it would be so sweet. It would be so just. Somebody needs to. Delicious. Slap him legally. Legally slap him, yes. Legally slap the man. I don't advocate for personal injury or harm. No physical violence. Of course not. No physical violence. But legally, just throw the book at Bloomberg. Throw the book at Bloomberg. Uh, Vermont flavor ban as well. Is there a Vermont flavor ban as well? Um, I know not on Casa. There are a couple other things going on in different states that Casa has not put out calls to action for yet. And that's typically because, you know, Alex is working with state orgs in that state. 
and they're, you know, asking him to, you know, hold off sure, or to, because sure. you guys, what you have to understand about calls to action is that <laughs> when you're working with like the general public and vapors and you put something out, you want to time it precisely, right? Because if you put it out here and then, you know, the vapors like blow their load on, you know, putting out all the calls <laughs> to action, right? And then load. we actually need a push later. It's a little bit harder to get you know, so it has to be timed precisely for when it's most needed, if that right. makes sense. Like when the lawmakers really need to hear from you. Yes. Because it happens here and then we actually need it here. Yeah. Or we needed it here, but then it happens here. Like there's some mishmash. So sometimes there are things that are going on. Alex always gets messages. You guys can always feel free to, you know, mm -hmm. email Casa and ask them, like, are you aware of this thing? Chances are we are, I mean, always do it because we may not know, but chances are we are aware of it and we're working with an organization in that state who's saying like, hang on, you know, we're talking to lawmakers or, you know, we're trying to figure this out or, you know, go to our state organization, you know, stuff like that. So just, just be aware of that. Yeah. It's well, it's like the, like the, when we, you know, like melting the White House phone lines, it's like a timed, right. coordinated. Yeah, we need to do that, you know, at our certain, Here it is. Right. There's the there's the, there's all the calls to actions, and we recognize that boots on the ground oftentimes you know is more familiar with the situation you know than let's say you know people not in that state for example you know yeah so there is a, there is you know when state organizations are there we are working with them so you you can always message Casa either on Facebook or you know whatever send an email you know anything to ask about it but. You know, we do try to defer to the state orgs on what they, you know, feel is going to be the most effective thing. Yes, a hundred percent, hundred percent. Gotta love Kassaw. Um Sorry, I did have some other super chats. I didn't, I didn't forget about you, Fact Tube. Uh, the ants are concerned about us consuming an allegedly flammable liquid. Why is hard liquor, i.e., Everclear, legal? Hey. Look, you're making a lot of really great rational points that I don't think that any lawmakers or World Health Organization is going to be concerned by at this point because liquor and beer are just socially accepted and you're never going to change that. They, they just are. It was an uphill battle getting there, right? Yep. Prohibition yep. and uh, the temperance movement that started before that, mm -hmm. which the temperance movement is basically just that's pave. That's the modern day temperance movement is pave and, you know, expose tobacco. It's just moralistic nonsense. But it took a while. It's socially acceptable. And what we need to do is get to the point where I know it seems crazy, but we need to get to the point where recreational nicotine consumption is just a, a socially accepted thing. How how do you get your nicotine? You either smoke it the worst way possible or you vape it the best way possible or you heat it the other way or you snooze it or you pouch it or you do whatever, but it's just nicotine. That's it. It's just nicotine. Kevin Yum. Oh, that's very gracious of you. Much love, guys. Keep fighting the good fight. England is a shining beacon to vapors around the world. Also, how the hell do you post fan videos on the Grim site? Uh, next, Danielle's a vape goddess, and we will prevail. Damn, all that stuff is true. As far as posting fan videos, I know. Did you get, did you get all blush? You need to turn your camera off? <laughs> um, Kevin, uh, just send me a video. If you want to post, a, a, email it to me. Email me a video, and then I'll, I'll put it on the vlog. 
I promise, Kevin. I will. Email it to me, nick at grimgreen.com. Appreciate that, Kevin. And I appreciate you guys all coming out here. You know, it's not the most exciting thing in the world, but I feel it's the most critical thing that we can possibly be doing is discussing the news, discussing advocacy, discussing strategy and calls to actions and, and science and truth and getting our message out there. Um, this is the hill I chose to die on for some reason. So I will fight till I'm in the ground for your access to less harmful alternatives. Yeah. Sound good. All right. That's the deal I'm making with you guys. Okay. That's the deal. So thank you guys for joining us here for another TBN. I'll have links all smattered throughout that description down there that you can click, read, share, read them again, click them again, share them again. I don't know. Do all the things. So rinse and repeat. Rinse and repeat. So remember, you guys, stay informed, stay active, uh, be the best advocates that you can be. Make us proud. Make, make Vapors proud, you know? I want to give a shout out to uh, Hooked on Funk, who's in the chat, and uh, Disco Potato. They have, a, they have a great new stream that they're doing called the 510 Connection. It's just a lot of fun. They get in there with the news and advocacy too, and that just makes me so proud and so happy. But uh, if you want to, uh, just a fun time, new, new vape stream, check out the 510 Connection. Uh, they're a lot of fun. Hooked on Funk, you, you and Disco Potato are doing, doing great things over there. Anyway, now, now we'll wrap this up. Did you have any parting words, Danielle, you want to leave anybody with? Um, I, I like the way that you ended. Yeah. I like that one. Here's what we'll say. Thank you guys so much for being here. Remember that no matter what anybody tells you, vaping is at least 95% less harmful, maybe more less harmful than burning deadly combustible tobacco cigarettes and inhaling burning hot carcinogen filled acrid smoke. So yeah, no matter what's in your hands, you guys, let's keep on vaping. Be excellent to each other, everybody. Peace out.